Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show with Nancy Hopkins, Walt Silva, and Dolly Howard. This is a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. Turn away from disaster. And welcome to Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It is October 12, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard and Walt Silva. And um, they just were, as we started going, I had to hush them up. Because they were talking about the uh, Aurora, that something that Dolly just saw on the, I don't know, on the Aurora TV or Borealis, that thing that uh, in the sky that lights up over Alaska all the time. It it, it came down into North Dakota, uh, uh, New York, and Canada. And uh, when they when they scroll it across the screen again, I'll let you know. It's pretty exciting how far down south it came from where it usually is in the sky. Oh, I forgot where they put them. Here they are. Yeah, and I, I I was telling the <clears throat> I saw the show where uh, John Claude and Janine were on yesterday because she did six, like six different shows yesterday. She was exhausted, and one of the things that came up that he asked about he it even had an, a graphic. Uh, some major solar storm was hitting the the North Pole, he called it a geostorm or something, and he was asking about whether it's dangerous and who's responsible for it. So she cast the cards for it, and the cards said that it's a, it indicated that it's a good thing, a necessary thing. And as, as soon as I saw that, I was reminded of something. This And I said, this sounds like somebody is disabling harp, because one of the things is that's near the North Pole is that a harp which is at the heart of the weather control stuff that the cabal had. Well, I think that's been disabled. Whatever, what, because the, on the surface, when they were saying the, this news, they were like portraying it as something bad, that, oh, there could be communications issues, maybe the internet will go down. And according to everything that she was getting from the cards, it was not a negative thing. It was not a destructive thing. It was actually something that was necessary. And as soon as she said that, I got the image of of harp. It's been such a such a uh, thorn on the side of of all the you know people that are in the conspiracies and everything. That whatever harp has been used for, it's never been used for anything useful. If anything, every time that thing's been active, uh, it's it's done a mess with the weather, major storms. It's always the result is always destructive, especially especially. Um, Hurricane manipulations. Once it looks like a hurricane is finally the finally dissipating, now it goes back to land and destroys everything in its path. So uh, I I hope that's what's happened with this storm. It's the finally disabled that technology. And earthquakes. Remember, they can make earthquakes with uh, the harp technology. Yep. yep. They were. They were. It's always at the heart of everything, and and it's always so protected. I mean, you can't even go, uh, because I remember reading a post from somebody who lived in uh, in uh, Alaska, 
and in order to get to the facility itself you have to it's like a drive up a mountainside and you can't go up there and even take a look at what it is because it's it's all like protected uh, you know like uh, area 52 it's all protected you can't drive near there <laughs> so I hope that got taken down for good okay <clears throat> well it may have something to do with what the show and say, uh, say what we were talking about the elementals and that woman who oh yeah can, can you repeat that for this show please uh, her name is Doreen hold on a second I have I have I saved her in my bookmarks and I know I sent it to you guys hold on it'll be faster to get to get through your email while you're doing that pharmaceutical moderna refusing to disclose the formula of its covid-19 vaccine <laughs> imagine that well, I think they just applied for a, an extension or a, you know approval from the FDA, but I think that they have to tell them what's in it to do it, don't they? Oh, I wondered why they were refusing to release it and who they re were refusing to release it to. Us. <laughs> they were refusing <laughs> to tell us. Anybody. <laughs> oh, God. Did you get it, Walt? Uh, sorry, I have to sign into my oh, my what do you call it? My YouTube. I'm not the radio producer. Don't blame me. <laughs> I can I can share with the listeners. Annette filled out her paper today for religious exemption from being fired for not doing uh, uh, the poison shots. Uh, and she will get a reply if they accept it or not in like <clears throat> five days or eight days now. I can't remember. But uh, she has to have uh, paperwork in uh, by October 15th showing that she's at least started the poison shots. has to have a picture of her picture ID to go with it and the picture of the certificate they give you when you get the poison um, and by December 8th I believe it is uh, that's the deadline either they stay or they're fired she's waiting until they fire along with a third of her company at least a third they're going to lose a lot you got it well yeah her name is Doreen Dotan, D-O-T-A-N. She's in Israel. And uh, um, well, let me see which video was it. It had to do with... Why, why can't I find it? I can see all her other videos, but the particular one... Ask your angel. Okay, angels, where? which video is it? Show, ask them to show you, yeah. Please and thank you, Walt. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's a recent, it's a, it's a recent video. 
Uh, it's right next to this one that that's dated two weeks ago. Huh, this is weird. I wonder if they took it down. It's uh, it's it's the laws of the title of the video was the laws of nature revised. Oh, where she where she's talking about the laws of nature, and they are no longer because she says that for a long time, it's like Earth didn't care how she was treated, whether she was treated for good or ill. You know, she was just being like, for example, we know how the cabal has exploited the planet terribly. The the fauna, the flora, the minerals on the earth has been terrible because she talks about how man is connected to nature and was always uh, in charge of like you know the way she expressed herself. One is reminded very much of Anastasia when she describes the role man plays with nature and how man has not done nothing superior to nature, and yet nature listens to the guidance of of men's that's why there's that interaction constant interaction so she talks about how uh the the, the significant is that um is not you know that the the thing about man being in dominion of the earth it doesn't mean being in control of the earth it's just that the earth, uh, the nature would listen to the guidance of men. Like, for example, let's say there's a, a major destructive storm on its way. Well, man would would use his consciousness, his imagination, you know, all his attributes, and would allay that storm or dissipate it or move it elsewhere. So that that, that kind of interaction with nature, it's, it's a two-way uh, interaction and there's always love and there's always respect but she says that again I'm reminded of in, of the writings of Anastasia uh, who described you know the, the, the downfall and disappearance of the Vedrus so there was nobody uh, it's, it's like there was nobody there to manage nature so well well, well. Huh? A, that was a combination of Walt and Russell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I, I copied and pasted into our chat in the Skype the okay. the video that you had sent us. Uh, I got, oh, okay. I got the I got it I got it up in the chat already, Dolly. Oh. This is the one. This is the one that that you probably wouldn't have gotten. That he sent us the first one, but it, they were talking about this one in that. I just put it yeah, into uh -huh. chat. That story. Yeah, I saw yeah. that one. Yeah. 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 So that's who he's talking about. So for a very long time, like she says, uh, and and she kind of uh, she says it with certain hesitation, like Earth was treated like a horse. She was allowing anybody to do anything to her, and she says, but that's over and done with. So you have to be mindful. You have to be, you know, you have to be mindful of how you're treating Earth because she's reacting and she's not waiting to react. I mean, her reaction isn't instantaneous. If you, if you are acting with love, with a construct, you know, constructively, positively, you know, you she will respond in kind and with interest. You you. Your uh, your efforts, your good deeds are are going to be paid, you know, with with interest. But the same happens if you 
try to work with, uh, you know, with the destructive attitude, abusive attitude. So she, when she talks about, um, she says that you don't have to wait to die to get to heaven because that's what's happening now. Heaven is going to happen here on earth. That's the good news, but it's also bad news because if you uh, are disrespectful and you're destructive to your nature, then you're going to discover that health, uh, hell is right here on earth. So people are going to get the chance to experience both heaven and hell because that's that's the reward. So as she as she was saying all that she was saying, I was in, immediately reminded of the people that, you know, so people are uh, focused or obsessed about oh, this graphene and this nanotech and all these things that the cabal is doing to hurt people and control people and kill people and whatever. And I said, well, they're doing all these things against, in 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 uh, in defiance, and destruction of Gaia. So if they think that Gaia is going to agree with that, with all of that deliberate destruction, they're in a, they're out of luck, because this woman is confirming that the planet is <laughs> no longer bending over and taking it. It's is actually she actually brought up the issue of the uh, uh, volcano in the Canary Islands. She says that's an action by by Gaia. She's not taking it lying down anymore. Uh, like the protection of, of uh, when the um, that lady Tamara, she had that vision where the 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 Australian territory was being protected by a force field, and she didn't understand what was that coming from. So when Janine cast the cards for it she get that it was it was like the mother Gaia. It's like the mother of the planet, Mother Nature. She was protecting the Australian territories from a Chinese invasion. So I'm I'm getting this pattern, you know, I see them attacking here, I see them attacking there. I said if the Chinese have this running agenda of going over to different parts of the world to take over to control their their out of luck because they, all of this is being seen, it's being registered. You're trying to destroy here, you're trying to destroy there, you're trying to, you know, control here, control there. You guys are are getting ready for a world of hurt, hurt because it's not the planet is not accepting these things anymore. So and like so, the, I was I thought you know all those people oh they are so terrified oh graphene can be used for that and the nanotech is going to be used for that and this other. So that, that even includes 5G. 5G is a man-made thing. And if they are going to use it to hurt and kill people, they are going to be out of luck because something is going to bring all that stuff down. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not concerned anymore if, of these inventions and you know, technologies that are made for destruction. We're, we're seeing it now, even, even now that we, we get to witness firsthand the, the things that the eagle is doing. Because it is working with the guy, like uh, like Jasmine said, as soon as somebody starts a fire, you know, uh, immediately there's a there's a, a rain or a storm in that area, putting out the fire. So the planet is not stupid; it's reacting to those of us who those like us are co cooperating to help her. I'm well, being did you, did you? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'll do it quick. 
I'm being reminded of something wonderful has happened. Oh. Gaia is waking up. <laughs> She's I'm not done. Taking language. Gaia's not lying down anymore. <laughs> so did you listen to any of the Shanghai show this morning, Walt? Uh, no, I was busy working on in the garage. Shame on you. Shame on me. <laughs> okay, so if you remember, we got talking about the California oil spill that was uh. caused by, they think, an anchor... Correct, um, correct. Essentially damaging the pipe, but they figure it might have happened quite a long time ago. I suspect they might have had some report from somebody and they did nothing about it, is what I think. How would you know that somebody with an anchor months ago might have hit it, and, but that it, you know, finally broke and that, um, you know, they were shutting down the South California uh, beaches and stuff. So we... I had you ask the, the pendulum, you know, could the eagle system make a difference? Remember? Uh-huh. Okay. And so we sort of said, yes. okay. Okay, so we all put our intentions in it. And um, so that was Saturday night. And what I want to read you right now is, what is the date on this thing? I got windows in front of windows, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's okay. just the way that Nancy Hopkins likes it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is October 11th, and today is October 12th. So this was yesterday, okay? Huntington Beach, California. A Southern California beach that was closed more than a week ago because of a leak of crude oil from an undersea pipeline reopened on Monday far sooner than many expected. Huntington Beach City and State Beaches reopened after officials said water quality tests revealed no detectable levels of oil-associated toxins in the ocean water. Early Monday morning, surfers bobbed in the waves and people walked along the shoreline, some with dogs jumping and playing in the water. So, um, and it goes on, the article goes on, talking to different people and you know, I'm going to go down to where it talks a little bit. Okay. Huntington Beach and nearby coastal communities reeled from last week's spill that officials had said sent at least 25,000 gallons and no more than 132,000 gallons of oil into the ocean. It was caused by a leak about five miles off the coast in a pipeline owned by Houston-based Amplify Energy that shuttles crude up from offshore oil platforms to the coast. The spill was confirmed on October 2, a day after residents reported petroleum smell in the area. The cause is under investigation and officials said they believe the pipeline was damaged, due, damaged by a ship's anchor several months to a year before it ruptured. It remains unknown when the slender 13-inch crack in the pipeline began to leaking oil. By Sunday, there was no smell of oil, and the sand looked largely clear at the Huntington Beach Pier, where workers combed the sand for tar. But local officials worry about the environmental impact. Well, um, maybe not, because I'm gonna I'm gonna take credit for the Eagles doing its thing, right? 
Yeah. We we well, said we, we I, said we they, could uh, do it. And according to the according to the official story, are they taking credit for it? No. <laughs> or they're scratching no. their heads. <laughs> it seems to be scratching their heads. Nancy <laughs> Hopkins saves the world again. No, it wasn't it me. It was the, the Eagles. Yeah, but you doesn't had to remind you. Doesn't it remind you of the Animas River in in California in Colorado? The yeah, we were talk we were talking about that on the Shungite show too. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that's that's why you know. Well, oh man, <laughs> Walter, I got to show you. Well, okay, so the, the 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 thing about the when it got brought up and everything, I went like, oh, this this should be easy compared to that one. You know, I mean, I immediately went there. And and I felt the connection to the eagle, you know that yeah okay the eagle should be able to do this you know and I, when I say eagle I mean all four of them, well actually I guess there's five of them, um, you know that the grid from the eagle should be able to take care of this in no time. I mean we had to virtually on the fly build, you know a, 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 an energetic system that we thought would work, you know but the eagle's all in place to do its thing. So it wasn't really a, a, a gamble on my part. I'd seen it happen too many times before that water could be cleared by these devices and, and human intent. And I just feel that, um, yeah, Gaia is, is, is very much in, in, involved. I mean, we, we couldn't do any of it without you know her permission, for one thing. Um, mm -hmm. But I do believe that it's giving her another framework you know, okay, so Doreen was saying that, you know, she had been abused for so long, you know. Well, that was just, you know, there's, what's the sense in doing anything? <laughs> These people are crazy, you know. But now you got enough people who are saying, Guy, we know you're there now. We see you. You do? Oh, well, then let's have some fun. You know, and so it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's us and Gaia working together. We get a little more in, enlightened, and then she'll take another leap in consciousness and say, well, okay, now we're here. Let's try this. And um, so, yeah, it's it's not the fact that anything other than I just know that this is the way it's been working for years. But I love it when <laughs> it happens, you know. Well, the, one of the things we have to learn is... Uh we have to give up this uh, this hopelessness uh, or this attitude of hopelessness that oh it'll never work oh uh, the corporate is always like this oh they always destroy the they're always destroying the the, the nature wherever they go they're all burning forests and they're because they have all the money and because they have all the, no you one one of the things that these people forgot all about is the fact that the planet is conscious. It's, it's not a rock, a, a, a rock floating in space, unconscious and dead. It's a living being. And they not being able to see this, not being able to acknowledge it, that's their undoing. That's their downfall. Let's, let's face it. They think, that, oh, it's, it's a dead rock. I can do whatever I want with it. It's mine. You can't have it. It's mine. I can do whatever I want with it. So no, no, it's not. That's not it. It's not working anymore. Like like now, for example, they're they're banking they're uh, <clears throat> they're uh, banking on on the possibility of a, a civil war out there, 
And it turns out that one of these people that does, uh, I, I don't know uh, if she has her own show, but I've seen her in past uh, shows with um, uh, Janine and some of the others. Uh, there's a lady by the name of, they, they refer to her as Mel Kay. So I guess her name is Melanie. And for several months, she hasn't been doing any shows. And it turns out, I just found out that she has been traveling around to a, a large number of states uh, all over the U.S. because she's been meeting with people and asking because she wants to get a feel for what's people's attitude out there. You know, how are they reacting? How are, and, it, and to her surprise, people are coming together. They are actually f f coming together. They're getting together in their communities. So if, if these people were banking on hopelessness and violence and, and depression and what, it's not working. It's Whatever they're doing, it's, it's working, yes, but against them. Because now instead of the people being, oh, this is hopeless, oh, we're going to... This this is the end. No, quite the contrary. Now they're now they they feel motivated to come together and do something about it. So they're waking up in droves. <laughs> if they were if they were banking on their playbooks still being in effect, their playbook is is burned. It's just ashes because it's, it doesn't doing much of anything. I like Mel Kay. That's interesting that she's done that. Did she name any of the states? Do you remember? No, no. She uh, all all that that Janine did is she mentioned she she's uh, gone to. It sounds like a, a large number of states, so I guess more than ten, because that that's why she hasn't been available because she hasn't been uh, near the computer to do any of the shows. But wherever she goes, the people are coming together. Not hopelessness. No, they want to go to war. No, nothing like that. It's actually giving people an excuse to get together. Well, this is the so, same thing that's happened here in this neighborhood. You know, you had a g small group of people that wanted to make the city. And <clears throat> I went out Saturday, Sunday, and Monday because we wanted to visit people that had just gotten the mail-in ballots. And so that's what I was out there doing. But um, it's, ju it's just amazing. I, I don't know. I've been out there. I probably talked to maybe 300, 400 people. And... Nobody is voting for this thing, you know. Now we got to get them to the polls to vote against it. That's that's where it is right now. Um, but <clears throat> this was this was kind of like you, you remember I told you about an ad that was placed in the Miami Herald, and it turned out to be this very very uh, racist group. You know that if you don't vote for this this black city, then you're a racist. Well, <clears throat> now they've got signs out there that's got a group of black people and and this and this brother John brother black man, I think his name is, something like that. And they have KKK if you vote against the city. In other words, you know, you and it's just like so so somebody posted it in the Facebook So what are you what are they trying to say that you are a member of the, the KKK if you Yeah, the, we're, the we're 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 white supremacists if oh. racists we're racist that's the word they like to use. Um <clears throat> so it, we're racist if we vote against having this new city. And the new city I guess is going to be all black people because there's a lot of black people who live here. 
but there's a lot of black people that live here and they don't like these people <laughs> so it's just like you know the, i mean yes the, the i would say that the organizers of the um opposition to this new city were primarily white people but that's because this this uh, white people settled this area and so a lot of these homes are owned by maybe grandchildren in some cases of, of people. In my case and a lot of us, you know, we've been here 40 years. So we got the notification that this was happening. The regular people that vote here, the registered voters, they got no notification whatsoever even to today. Official notification. The only reason they know about it is because we went out and knocked on their doors and told them about it. But now, I, I, when I went out the last time, it was like, we put the signs on our car now so they can see us. And, you know, people would just wave to us because we were only going to the people that had gotten the mail-in ballots. And so, well, we weren't hitting every house, you know, but people would wave to us and, uh, yes, yes, you know, and <laughs> we're, we're no, we're no, we're no people. You know, you get that thing, yes. But then you go, oh, no, no, I'm no. <laughs> you know, well, that type of thing. Or, for anybody who, out there who's who's black, uh, by now, they must have be, may have become aware how and any time they somebody in power or who wants to be in power wants something, oh, the their their tactic is manipulate the black vote, always manipulate the black people and they'll give you what you want. So, uh, for anybody who's anybody, I mean, uh, enough is enough, you know. Well, I, I, there's a there's a tremendous number of racist black people, <laughs> tremendous number, because the vast majority of people who are working with us are of the black community, particularly the Haitian community. You got Haitian Haitian blacks and you got American blacks, and you know, I've heard that they don't even like each other, and which you know, okay, <laughs> I I don't get I don't see anybody in black and browns or whites or any of that stuff. And like I've said before, I'm the number one minority here in Dade County. I'm a white single female, number one minority. Very few of us. But um, <laughs> so it's but but what what I'm saying, why I'm telling people this is that it really, as as we come together, the these other people are getting more and more radical. So it's, it, it's like they posted it in Facebook and people were, there wasn't too many people that even commented on it, but there's not many people in the Facebook group. But they were, you know, they were like, whoa, I thought it could get dirty, but this is awful. I mean, they really felt, they weren't, didn't feel intimidated. They were just almost like embarrassed for the human race that you would go here. And uh, I said to them, you know, what I wrote is, don't get in the way of your enemy when they're self-destructing. Because the, most people are going to be appalled by that kind of thing. So, <laughs> but so are, um, yeah. are you going to form carpooling for the people? Oh no, Dolly! Because they have a early voting at the library. Anybody that goes to the grocery store. Oh, okay. It's it's real, you know, and for a week, you know, type of thing. Oh. Did we lose? Did we lose the communication? 
I thought she did it on purpose because I could hear her banging on the button. No, I, oh. I started choking. Oh. Oh. I, I drink a little water too fast. Huh? Um. No. Uh. The, the, it doesn't. I mean, maybe they would, but there's there, there's not enough of us to be carting people to. The, and there's too many. It's it's like you don't. Once in a while, you'll find some one single person who goes, yeah, yeah, yes, I, I am against the city. But most of the time, it's no, we are against the city because apparently people have been talking to each other in the yeah. neighborhoods. So I suspect that that's not going to be a, a major problem. You're only talking about five square miles, you know, of distance. So. Um, I'm certainly not going to drive people around. It's an awfully rebellious five miles. <laughs> well, you know, normally when you have a special election like this, you only get a few hundred people on either side that come out for these things. Because, unfortunately, the tendency is for somebody to try to put these things past you when you're not looking. Right. And um, so... We saw it because we've seen them doing this for the last 20 years. This is the third time they tried it, only they, this time they did it in the middle of the pandemic, which is, you know, just unkind. I mean, unkind. So um, I'm, I'm seeing thousands of people show up. I think they're going to be stunned because I'd like, I'd like to see this Haitian community stand up for itself. No, they bet against you people. We didn't. Us racists didn't. And, uh, uh, and the fact is that the cabal hates it when you have uh, good, solid, united communities. That's exactly what happened in New Jersey. I remember hearing, I wasn't aware of it. We just came back from Argentina, so I was listening to these guys talk about uh, across the river from... When, when you're in Manhattan and you're looking at the Jersey coast uh, around the area where uptown is, across the, the river uh, is an area called East New York. There are the, there's two or three communities along the, uh, along the Hudson River and they face, you know, in New York. Uh, one of these communities, uh, I, I, it's because there's... Newark, and I think it's East New York, specifically, that was, that whole area was built up and, and uh, uh, populated by people from Cuba who came to this country in the 40s and 50s. And it was a great, it's, uh, everybody said it, what, a, what a great place it was. It was full of businesses, they had industry. It was really a very positive community. Uh, the people, uh, they, were, they were united. But the, those, those Cubans that have been there for decades, they hated, they left Cuba for a reason, because of Fidel being in power. And then they were reminded how much they hated him because uh, he let, he, remember Fidel opened the, uh, the border when he filled that boat with all the uh, all the guy all the people that were in jail, and he let them go. That they did the they did the movie Scarface based on that story. Remember, he released that 
that boat that went to the um, um, to the U.S. American shores, and all the all the the people in the boat were uh, they, they weren't uh, families and working citizens. No, these were all criminals. He he just cleared the, the he emptied the jails, and he threw all the crim- criminals to you know the American shore. So they the I remember hearing the guys talking that this beautiful community that had taken them decades to cr- uh, create it and build it up and organize it, that all these guys destroyed it in, in like two, three years. They, they destroyed the area because it, it got filled with all these criminal groups. And, and, and looking back and knowing what the cabal has done and how they operate, it makes sense. You know, they, they were here as a positive community and they let you know they 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 threw a human bomb, and they destroyed it. So a lot of people ended up moving in order to get away from the uh, never-ending crime. It became a crime zone. So it, I guess you get to you get you get schooled in how the uh, cabal operates. Well, California's like that now. I mean, they've got an awful lot of people leaving California. It's like, you know, but where are they going? Hopefully they'll vote differently. <laughs> well, remember a lot of them are going to uh, Texas? It's, it's the new yep. California. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Very strange. What do you, th- what do you think? I mean, because, I mean, there is actually talk about breaking up the country. Of course, it's pretty ludicrous. What? But, well, I thought it was breaking ludicrous when the Texas... Uh, the blue blue states, red states. So you'd have you know New York and California and a dabble of a couple of other states, and the rest of them would be in a you know the United States Republic, and they could continue being the United States Socialist System or whatever they want to call themselves, Green New Deal people. And you know, <laughs> why not return the country to what it was meant to be? It for for the longest time, it hasn't been what it was meant to be. Instead of creating, a, starting from scratch, uh, why don't not give the the republic a chance to be what it was meant to be—a re, a republic? Well, it, it, it never got a chance. Well, no, 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 no. It it had a chance. It had a chance, right up until the Civil War. Mm. And once you hit the Civil War, you're in a totally different ball game. <clears throat> because remember, we were in a federalistic federal system, which means that the states have to agree to come together and to, you know, create this federal government to do the major things like your post offices, your, you know, uh, national security stuff, that thing. And there are so many checks and balances in the Constitution, but when they threw out the Constitution, all things were gone. And that was when the... um, Congress, the 42nd Congress, said to the bankers, okay, we'll give you the District of Columbia as collateral to give us the money to rebuild after the Civil War. And the bankers were happy to do that because that was the first blow to the Constitution. The Constitution specifically gives the federal government only the area of the District of Columbia. And any property that they that they take or get can only come from purchase 
or from like a military winning over Spain during the Spanish-American War. You know, anything they got there, well, that could be fed government. But the federal government has taken over states. I mean, virtually some states, half of the land is federal land. And that's unconstitutional. You start looking at all of the things that are out there that we have accepted, they are really unconstitutional. And so you look at the emergency um, declarations where they suspend the Constitution. The first one to do it was um, uh, Wilson in World War One, And it was very limited. It was, you know, uh, had to do with uh, the war and uh, tr uh, trade amongst the, <laughs> the enemy and things like this. Uh, so, but it was very limited. But then after that... I mean, Nixon had, had declared, I think, three of them. And then that forced the Senate to um, demand a study of these executive, I mean, these emergency decrees. And if you read their 1996 report, it says these, these decrees are set in motion, but there is nothing to take them out of motion. So technically, we have not been working under a constitution by constitutional law since the first emergency decree by Wilson back in, what would it be, 1919 or something? And uh, so the whole thing has been screwed up for a very long time. And now, you know, the progressive commies in the Democratic Party, they're just, you know, in your face, yep, it's gone, you've lost it, we took it over. Now those poor fools think that they're taking it over. But all they're doing is working for the cabal. They just don't understand the full implications of any of it. Because it's an economic thing. You know? And it's a way of controlling the people in the world that still have the guns. Didn't Barack use that, uh, use the thing that we weren't under, working under that since Wilson? In, in something he was trying to pass. I can't re remember what it was. All I remember was, I don't have to follow that because we haven't been using this since Wilson put it on hold. I remember some big to-do about that, but then it died out. Well, I mean, I, I'd like to see somebody may write a book telling the end of the stories of all those stories that were so highlighted in the news that all of a sudden just stop and you never know the ending to. You know those stories? <laughs> they go on to something else. What, yeah, what happened, a what lot happened, of what, You know, and, and you're on to something else and you forget that you were following that. It's like getting interrupted at the end of a, a show and forgetting that you didn't see the whole thing. <laughs> because you never pay attention to any of it anyway. I mean, it's just in the moment entertainment. I don't know. It's, it's just it was the, the reality of the United States government is nothing like people think it is, regardless of what you think it is. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's stuck. It's so it's so convoluted and screwed up. So you know they're going to have to start from scratch, and it would be very easy. You just say, okay, since the, uh, the because in the uh, declaration of giving the bankers the District of Columbia, the at least they were smart enough, the Congress, to put in a phrase that 
if the Congress ever decides to rescind this, all they have to do is say, we're rescinding it. So there's not like any kind of legal... No, we're assuming that they take law seriously, and obviously they don't. But if they did, all they'd have to do is say, we rescind it and throw the corporations and all the people that work for that corporation right out of the D.C. area, you know, take every single law that's been put on the books since uh, 1871 uh, and just throw all those laws out. Every single one of them and start from scratch. It's the only way they're going to be able to save this thing, in my opinion. Because right now, to go through all the laws to see which ones are working and which ones aren't, you know, and it's going to take somebody like a, a Donald Trump mind, a business mind, to say, oh, this is crazy. we got to start from scratch, you know, because well, it's but just how do you too know? weird. We know that the, whatever they are, these white hats have been doing things behind closed doors for decades. How do you know somebody already has gone and, and checked and revised, checked and double-checked and triple-checked? All of those laws, and they're ready right now to decide okay, which ones we keep and which, which no, ones we throw. No, but you see, no, I mean, no, you can't do that because they were all unconstitutional to begin with. Okay. The, ver the very fact that they were enacted made them unconstitutional because y you were working outside of the Constitution. So you've got an emergency decree that, that puts the Constitution on hold. Well, it's never, the Constitution has never been reenacted. So every law from that time on was unconstitutional because you were disregarding the Constitution. Now, you were using another law, a law of corporate law, because the bankers just replaced the Constitution, the real one, with corporate law and then began to interpret it slightly differently than what we would. And, you know, this was so gradual, so unseen. And, there, and of course, anybody that knows the true law knows that this doesn't make any sense. But they would take those people and they would make sure that they weren't judges any longer. And then they replace them. And that was why um, somebody just did a show saying, I think it was Levine, saying that the, the, there is no justice system anymore. It has been completely, su uh, 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 super, well, it's been superseded by another kind of justice system that is a, based on admiralty law. But more importantly, is based on the interpretation of admiralty law. Because the laws, as written, don't mean a damn thing. It's the interpretation of the laws. You have to be able to justify your decision based upon laws. And now they've gotten to the point where they don't even pretend to do that. I mean, Joe Biden said uh, regarding the extension of the uh, moratorium on leases, he said, well, it's not constitutional, they tell me, but we're going to do it anyway. Because by the time they can go to the courts and maybe win that this was an unconstitutional law, all those people that were landlords have already lost their property because they didn't have the rent. So, you know, done deal. Oh, yeah, well, that's what we intended to do. Because what we're seeing now is not incompetence. It's intention. They are trying to take this country down, and they're doing a very good job of it. Yeah, very good job of it. But the parents are now the domestic terrorists. 
You're playing with a mama and a papa bear. Be careful, ladies and gentlemen of the Congress. With guns. With guns. With guns. <laughs> Locked and loaded. I mean, well, you just do insane things. Whatever the old Constitution was, it must have. It must mean something to someone because I, I remember it was, it was not public news. You actually had to dig in to find the truth about it. The... The reason why Trump did not consider himself a president number, I don't know, I don't know the number sequence by now, was because he was officially walking away from the corporate presidency and he was sworn, he was sworn to the, uh, to the, to the uh, Republican Constitution. So under the Republican Constitution, he is president number so and so as a smaller number, obviously, but he was sworn into the real. Constitution. I believe it's nineteen. So therefore, it must mean to someone. It must still have some weight to someone because why? Why bother if they're not going to bring it back? If they're not going to resuscitate the original constitution, why bother swearing this man in? Just leave it as is. Oh, it's a dead constitution. Nobody cares about it. No, no, somebody cares enough that they've sworn this month to it. We really don't know how far the plans go. No, we don't. One of the things, uh, for example, uh, this lady Janine cast cards because the question was what people think about Mr. B. <laughs> you know, are there still people out there who believe? And... The cards that she cast, she got a big fat no. Nobody, any nobody is being sold the Mr. B story. No, nobody cares anymore for him. Nobody believes him. Nobody cares for him. Nobody thinks is real. It's like it's like one big fat no about it. So if there, if you think that there are people out there that are still hypnotized and think he's a great it's like a great, he's a great president, no, it's not working. Nobody's believing on him anymore. Well, 38% of the people supposedly still believe in him. But one of the people Suppose. on Gutfeld, but Gutfeld said, who are those 38% idiots? <laughs> 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 you know, but and I got to tell you, over the weekend, I heard um, a number of Fox hosts indicate not just, they, they started talking about is this a movie? Is this a, is this a, some kind of a of a? Well, first off, they had that crazy movie set set by Biden and stuff, but they made uh, made statements indicating you know like, and they they say it like, you know, off cuff like you know this couldn't possibly be true, but knowing what I know, I'm going like, did you just say what I thought you said? You know, are these actors? I mean, seriously, I, like three times I heard three different hosts make comments indicating they weren't believing what they were seeing. And basically it's because it's so bad, it's so bad, it's so bad that you can't kind of, you got to figure somebody's got to be pretending here because sane people wouldn't be making these decisions. It's just like really hard to, to walk away from now. Maybe they hired high schoolers to film a soap opera. I think uh, they're making it so bad, I mean, so freaking obvious in our face, 
because uh, the the white hats want people to see and start waking their butts up. Well, the rest of them too. That's that's one thing that Janine said that uh, this um, not uh, Cliff High, the other guy, uh, uh, this Juan O'Seven. You you guys have mentioned him before. That uh, a, a lot of people are saying that maybe he's he's JFK Jr. Juan O'Seven. Juan O'Seven has said that seventy seven percent of the people he he says that seventy seven percent of the people are already awoken uh, you know awake enough, but he he says we need eighty percent. For this to, to be, uh, uh, you know, for this to be, to, to flip, to flip the script on this whole thing. So, so Janine thinks, she says, I think we're getting there. We're, if we're not at 80%, we're already very close because a lot of people are waking up in droves. And, and I think it's like, like you said, it's such a bad show, such cheap quality of, of acting that people are saying, okay, enough. This isn't real. This is a joke. This is a Jerry Springer show. Somebody scripted this, and it's a very bad script. Well, I, I, I've, I've told <laughs> this on another show, but I want to share it. Um, you remember Sandy, the one that she's had the two shots, and she um, also was a anti-Trumper like you couldn't believe. She, did, she wasn't aggressive about it. She just would re- absolutely censor you about any political talk whatsoever. And so I was over the, her house, and she's um, she's come down with a, a, an infection, like a lung infection. It's not a COVID or anything, but it's, you know, so, but she's never sick. And so I said to her, you know, I'm, I'm asking, trying to ask her questions that are not going to trigger her. And finally I said, look, it, the truth is, please, if you're going to get a third shot, don't do it. I said, Sandy, think about this. How many people have died from COVID? Well, I hear it's 700,000 now today, but 600,000 are, are, you know, from... I said, 600,000 people die every single year. Where are the bodies? There haven't been more crematoriums built. There have not been more cemeteries. Where are all the bodies? Because there's 600,000 that die every year. Where are the bodies? They're just calling it that. And she sat back and she looked at me. She didn't, it wasn't this turnoff thing. It was like, uh-oh, you know? And I think because of her job, she maybe, I said, I told her, I said, look, at there was this nurse who um, just whistle blew, came out, and she's about to lose her job because she won't take the, the, the shot. She said, but, and I said, but what, 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 they don't have any overrun in their hospitals. What the problem is, the transport. She, she, she said that too many people were dying at home. And that seemed, I'm, I'm wondering if she didn't, because she's in, you know, works with seniors. I'm wondering if she's seeing what we're seeing, that there's an awful lot more deaths since COVID, the COVID shot came out um, of people just dying at home. And she said that, the nurse said that, when these people would come and say people with the symptoms when the COVID thing was all happening, well, they, they've got COVID. No matter what 
what was happening. It was COVID. She said, now they come in, they've had the shot, so it can't possibly be COVID. So now they're looking at, you know, normal respiratory problems that people get. So it's, there's nothing uh, normal about them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like the, the facts are getting stark to people. You know, it's like I, when I go out there into that neighborhood, there are some people when they open up the door that they've got the mask on. But there was only one person who said, oh, no, no, you got to have a mask on. I was like six feet away. And so I just said, okay, I said, I'm just going to leave this on your car. And, you know, I had the mask in my pocket, but I wasn't going to put it on. Um, so, you know, people just are kind of disregarding it. It's getting stupid. Frank, who used to get, every time he'd see me, he'd put a mask on, he was vaccinated. You know, <laughs> now he just gets in the car without a mask. You know, no longer fearful of me anyway. Well, look, look at this thing with the uh, with the airline, th where the the um, the w the post that I saw that sh featured Delta Airlines was by that man who who did the same. Th Remember when you made us listen to that recording where he's interviewing a nurse and she she described the horrible things that the other nurse was saying. Yeah, that's the one I'm what, talking about. Cor what's his name? Corinne Lund. Her name is Corinne okay. Lund, it's Steve the, Peters, the man who, Stu Peters. Okay, Stu Peters, okay. He's the one who was talking about this Delta Airlines 1800 flights uh, grounded and where they're blaming the weather and uh, issues with the crew. And that's it, no, no more details. And the thing that is that Janine was casting letters, I mean, cards to find out if it's true, the report, the, you know, that the captain died during the flight. And it turns out not only is it true, it is, uh, according to the, the cards that she interpreted, uh, there's at least five other cases of the, of the main pilot dying, dying uh, on, on, on flight. They're hushing it up. Something must have happened that this this got through, and it, it became somebody must have sent a message and, and um, something uh, a text message or or a video or something, but it seems that they couldn't hush it up. That's why they talked about it. Well, but I yes, just but, saw screen across the thing on OAN, the bottom mm -hmm. of the screen, that Southwest canceled another eighteen hundred. 18, 1,800 flights today. Uh, but I haven't seen any Delta yet, um, Walt. I'm watching for Delta, but I, they're look saying everything these, you're saying, but they are saying Southwest, look, not Delta. Look for everything under the Stu Peters because he, it's his report. Oh, okay. STU? Or S-T, how do you spell it? S-T-E-W. Thank you. Ooh, like food. Yes, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> uh -oh. oh, that's funny. Okay, we're sort of at the top of the hour here. Um, what would you like to hear? Do you want something like Walt likes or do you want something like you like? Don't well, of walk. course I would pick me. 
Okay. <laughs> Do you want... I can't find it. Where is it? Oh. Huh. It'll is have to be Walt. That's what? the answer, I guess. No, I don't think so. Oh. And welcome back to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's October 12th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. I hope you guys are back, yeah? Yes, I found what Do uh, Walt was saying about Delta, the place that the, the stew person. Um, I checked the date. It was April 5. I was all excited. And so I put in my search. Um, search for Delta cancellations October 12, 2021 and it didn't bring up anything so I'm just going to say October 2021 and see what it says no, nothing nothing I seem I to remember to I seem to remember that Delta had a problem and that it was associated with what what I think that's when we heard about the first pilots dying. Mm -hmm. And there was like a walk off, but then they went all back to work. So I guess I, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm assuming Delta's requiring, you know, mandating the shots. It's nuts because if you know, if a third of their of their force goes down, you don't have any air. And it's not just passengers, it's freight. See, they want to, they want to, you know, stop the economy altogether. But did you see all those uh, boats in the Pacific along the Carolina or California's um, with... Uh, the big things, what do you call them? I used to... Cargo ships with the containers. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> and they, they they can't bring them into port because there's so many of them and there's not enough workers to unload them. So um, you better know, I got lots of toilet paper. Well, it's not just the laborers on the, in the, in the uh, docks, it's the truckers. A lot of truckers, truckers are, are backed up, yeah, because they, they don't have truckers. They, they don't have them. unloaded either, or load up, uh, offload. They can't offload or unload. No workers. The, and the, the guy, boats there was, can't get in, so they can't unload into boats. The guy who's in charge of the docks and stuff in the Georgia, well, uh, Georgia area, uh, you know, I think it. Uh, I didn't think it was Atlanta. I'm not sure what port they're going into. But he said that they had a backload of cargo containers that if they were end-to-end, -end, it would go like 600 miles. And that last year, um, the normal would have been 300 miles long. They, they do thousands of trucks. I mean, it was like, you know, I'm not good with numbers, but they're talking about... Thousand, you know, five thousand trucks come in and out of this port. I don't know if it was five thousand, but thousands of trucks. And I'm going like, I just stopped and I'm trying to figure out how could you possibly move that much traffic out of an area. But 
anyway, so it, it's not just the fact that the you know they can't get them off the ships. Even if they can get them off the ships, that they don't have any place to put them. No, they can't <laughs> even get them off the ships. In some cases, because they can't, they don't have any place to put them. Or I mean, I understand. To offload them. Or to offload them. Yeah, but even yeah. if they can offload them, they have no place to put them because the truckers won't. There's True. not enough truckers. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Very complicated. <laughs> Whoever I was listening to, somebody kind of mumbled, Trump would take care of this in a couple of hours. <laughs> you know? It's like they, the Fox at least is saying the truth that this is an intentional takedown of the country, and um, well, that would that that um, video that we play, or the audio tape of the video that we played on say what, with uh, Janine, she said that she feels that it, we're in a good place, that. It's how would you put it? We're coming to the end of the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why she says that. That's why October is called uh, Red October, because red yeah. is the color of stop. Because as yeah. we're coming, things are coming to a head, and things have to stop. Yeah. Speaking of that, do you want to read the Anelia? I sent you an email with Anelia's latest. <clears throat> Did you see it? Walt? Maybe, maybe, hold on, maybe I, I have it already? Let me see well, you which might. one is it. I, 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 it came from her and I wasn't sure if you'd seen it or not. So I just sent I don't it. have anything from you. The one I have from Elalia, it's, uh, it's called I Am So Done With This. Is that the yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. <clears throat> okay. So the title of this post, excuse me, <laughs> sorry, I have to clear my throat. <clears throat> it says, I'm so done with this. Have you been feeling the same? Are you done with this BS? Or maybe you are feeling you are done with a particular relationship or your job or the place you live at? or the government, or, 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 well, no surprise there, no? But actually, there is a surprise to this feeling, and the surprise is this. I am done with this feeling is being artificially manufactured and transmitted to make you give up and leave. This feeling has swept through the planet before. Sometimes it's closely followed by non-secular thoughts of suicide. Non-secular in the way that a person who has never had those thoughts suddenly has them. Also in a way that a person may be thinking about the sunset one second and suicide the next. Or someone who is walking on a sidewalk suddenly thinking and walking in front of a speeding car. I have talked about this before and just like then, I would ask you to not give any importance or energy to these thoughts. I would ask you to dismiss them as soon as you get them. And now that you know that you are not the only one getting them and, and that they are not naturally your thoughts to begin with, dismissing them will be easy. I would ask you, instead of feeding these thoughts with energy, to start actively looking at what you can co-create here on Earth that is in level 
of a beautiful dream come true to you. Also, I want to tell you that there is something coming, something that has already been implemented that will create a massive, massively negative wave of emotion on the planet and that you must not, under any circumstances, drown in that wave. You are on the planet right now and reading this because you chose to embody the high-frequency new paradigm for us all. That is why you cannot allow yourself to fall for the negative wave that's coming. Another negative wave, you may ask, yes, the feeling of I am done with this is the first indication of it. It appears I have been given some evidence of its truth by what is appearing in the media these days, that everyone on earth will realize that what is really happening and what is the agenda behind the pandemic and injections. It appears that no matter what the person chose regarding the split and what level of awareness they are in, they will be told that the pandemic was designed to intentionally hurt or eliminate them. This disclosure is not the truth is coming to light, but more like the second act in a movie where the truth hurts and hurts big. This will create a wave of negative emotions so powerful on earth that it will affect reality itself. It is our job as light workers to stand strong in our light as this is happening. It is our job not to get dragged into this wave, but to continue building our societal structures, projects, develop our reconnections, skills, and concentrate on what we are here to do, embody the new paradigm. That is why I'm telling you about the I am done with this feeling. It is the first feeling you must not indulge in, but must instead move out of. Think of it as practice, becoming good at it. This feeling, this energy is one of many low frequency indicators of our realities splitting. All you have to do to stay on the high frequency side is to respond in a conscious way rather than react to these negative emotions. Respond rather, that, rather than react to these emotions. Don't let these uh, low frequency emotions drive you to a direct reaction that feeds the beast. Instead, respond in a way that makes your beautiful dreams come true. You will feel what is happening on the planet. That is a guarantee. What, but what you do with those feelings will be critical to the long-term long outcome of reality on Earth. This is the physical manifestation of the split. Stay rooted, grounded, focused like a laser on the frequency of Gaia, not the frequency on Gaia as the splitting continues. If you are not using it, go immediately to the fear processing exercise. Learn how to use it with all low-frequency energies, thoughts and emotions, and then simply choose to be a creator of peace and beautiful experiences rather than a fighter for freedom. Fighting is their playing field, their strength, their meaning the low-frequency workers. Don't fall for it. Don't isolate yourself or think you are the only one feeling these things or the only one who has the job of creating our new experiences on Earth. We are the high-frequency human collective. Our job is no longer to improve my life or my spiritual growth. It is that we improve our lives and we grow spiritually together. 
one isolated enlightened person alone can do nothing to steer this reality matrix in the light direction. 2.8 billion will. That's it, Inelia. So we have to stay awake. She sure makes you think about things, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the, this lady, Janine, was saying something along the, these lines. And when she said, you know, come together, be awake, and don't, don't let them, because they're ideal at suggesting. Uh, you, oh, you have to think of things this way. You have to think of things that way. And they're, they're constantly pumping you with thoughts and ideas to feed your thoughts with. Why? Why do we have to choose those? Why can't we choose the ones we want? Why can't we choose the thoughts? I know what I... I, I take it more or less that most people are not masochistic, meaning that they don't go through life thinking what horrible things they can experience because we know it's it's a mental thing masochism they are people that derive pleasure and satisfaction from experiencing negative things but that's not i don't think that's the majority at all so as a more or less average person i think we have an idea what are the things that we like and what are the things that we don't like so then i have to ask myself the question okay Who's telling me to entertain these thoughts as opposed to these thoughts? Is it from outside of me? Am I choosing these negative thoughts or are they being broadcasted to me? If I'm not choosing these negative thoughts, as soon as they come into your mind, you say like, like uh, Dali made a perfect example when she said it doesn't matter if you do it 600 times or a thousand times, but if you get this feeling of depression or, or sadness or something, just say, I don't consent to this. That's perfect. It's a perfect suggestion. You can do that with thoughts as well. If you're getting negative thoughts or sad thoughts or self-destructive thoughts, well, I don't consent to this. You know, you know, wake up enough to say, oh, no, I don't consent to this. I really don't like this. But that, that's how we were talking about this with my mom and we looking back at things that has that have happened in the past, especially in the past in Argentina, uh, it's easy to see how it was a cultural thing. It, it they uh, they did they actually spent time and energy investing on negative thoughts, negative intentions, negative experiences. Like like for example, her own mother. She was. Uh, she would get nervous if she was having a good time and laughing about something because she constantly would remind herself and remind others, "Oh yeah, you're laughing now, but just watch. In a in a few minutes, you'll be laughing your your heart out because something horrible happens." So they were actually going through life with this feeling of unease because heaven knows, any minute now something so horrible. So you you see the programming. This and this goes back to her, her mother and the mother's mother and the other mother. It's like it was a cultural thing. Everybody gets programmed, and uh, yes, you could be happy five minutes here, ten minutes there, but not all the time because something horrible is going to happen. And I realized, you know, looking back and knowing every, know everything that we know, that this was not 
there was this was the farthest thing from natural. There was absolutely nothing natural about this way of thinking and operating. This was induced. It was programmed onto the populace to think on these terms. And the, the thing it has to be, um, for example, pay attention to this. Uh, the news on television or the news on the newspaper, what are they focused on? Are they focused on good, new, good, positive pre? No. It's always drama, 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 drama. It's like very, maybe hidden, buried on page number 30th. There's a good news about something. So that's got to be a pattern, right? In order to sell papers, they have to publish disasters and tragedies. That sounds like, and, and that's constant, that's every single day. If that's not programming, I don't know what is. You know how, because even statistically, statistically that's not possible. I mean, for anybody who's taken a, even a little bit of the statistics in, in, in school, it, it is impossible. You cannot have 100% of tragedies every single day. It's statistically impossible. And yet there it is. They're hitting us with a bucket full of that every every morning that you wake up and you go look at a newspaper that's they, they throw another bucket of crap on your face. So if that's not programming, I don't know what is. <laughs> so okay, we have to decide. Okay, no, am I going to entertain the, the thoughts that I like that are, are make that make things fun? Or am I going to entertain what they're throwing at me? That's that's what it comes down to. Okay, what are you choosing? What are you actively choosing? You know, we go, yeah, but you keep forgetting that in the politics is like, no. Instead of making instead of making excuses, answer the question: What are you choosing? I don't care what's happening outside. I don't care if those people in there in the corner are arguing or fighting about something. I don't care. I have a choice. Are you making use of that? Are making are you making good? You know, are you making a, a good use of your power to choose? Because your power to choose is choosing what reality you're living, and I, and that concept kind of it frightens so many people because they're they're still they're still dragging with our age-old programming. I said, oh, I have to trust someone who knows better than me what reality I should have, or how my life should be, or how, no, no, no. That idea of, of giving someone else the power of the reality, you no, no, that's not working anymore. Well, how has it worked so far? How has it worked giving others the power to choose what you, are they, are they, are they, are they doing things for your benefit or their benefit? <laughs> are they benefiting from the joy, from the stuff that they've been Telling you to think, not really. Right? It's their benefit. They uh, this minority is benefiting from this because you're thinking things that benefit them, but not you. Now the the game changes. Now it's 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 we we get to choose. So and it, and it and it appears to be happening. More and more people are coming together. Yep, and that's the truth of it. The people that in, in, in Crestone, Colorado, and again, I'm repeating myself. I'm going to say it fast. Crestone, Colorado, they had the county commission, 
which is so there's so few people in the county that they only had three commissioners but those three commissioners passed an ordinance that basically said in case of an emergency natural or you know domestic type of thing that anybody who could be considered a possible bad actor is going to be arrested <laughs> so majority report right you know minority report when they would you you're going to commit a crime or you know but we're going to arrest you before you do it and uh the the funny story about it is is that to to make these these laws real the commission then has to have them published in a uh, newspaper and the, where they put it in the newspaper was in the middle of the classifieds or some you know obscure place so nobody in Crestone which is a small community actually saw it but somebody saw an alternative website that had been watching for these things all over the United States and they started posting about this Crestone call, well whatever the county is uh, thing and so they got together and apparently some other people had seen the same situation so the county commission the next day after they have this meeting of 80 to 100 people and they write a letter and they give it to the uh to the commissioner and they the commission rescinded it so th there are things that are happening now you, you have to wonder well what's going to happen to these commissioners because they were told by the state to do this they said no it's going to be very interesting i mean the the whole thing with the schools, you know, and the parents saying, this is crazy, you know, you're not going to teach these things to our kids. Um, it, it's, it's very interesting to see that people are standing up. And, you know, they don't, they're not, they don't have guns. American people are standing up because, and winning. There's now more wins than we were seeing initially. Um, so I think we're in a well, good place. For example... Nobody, I know nobody, I know it, it's, a, it's another country far away from, yeah, from the U.S., but it's still a historical lesson to it. Um, uh, Mohandas Karancharan Gandhi in, in India, he was able to achieve in 50 years what the Irish have not been able to do for 500 years. He got rid of uh, British rule. And he did it with nonviolent resistance. That, that, that was the word for it. Uh, the movement was uh, Satyagraha, which I think uh, it, it, it translated as something of soldiers of truth or, or defenders of truth. I remember something about it. Uh, but that's, that's it. that was it. It was nonviolent resistance. And it was, it was horrible how many times the British forces, I mean, there was, I forget which one it was, where the people just demonstrated. They were just standing around doing the demonstration and the British forces opened fire on it. You know, everybody in the in a, in the in in the square of this town was was massacred. And still they did not they did not kill British in response to it. He he kept begging them and they just kept resisting, non violent resistance. And he did it. He won. And and that was a that was a really dark time in history. I mean, and the energy wasn't there. I mean, the cabal were at their peak and their power, and he was able to do it. So if there are more awakened people now than there were at the time of Gandhi, it's, it's, an, it's, it's a done deal.
Nonviolent resistance don't agree to what you don't want. They don't. What can they? They, they, they have. They don't have an answer for it. Their answer to everything is in their playbook, right? Advertising, uh, suggestions, insinuations, ideas. They can't think up. They remember one one interesting detail about this. Uh, these people, these cabal people, is that. Uh, uh, creativity, originality, ingenuity, the, all these things are lacking in them. You know, the, the business that they feed on human blood, and they don't, they don't have these things. These things are like, I don't know, spiritually, it's like they're spiritually dead. Their focus is in power and acquiring wealth and control, and that's about it. They, they have to exploit the masses in order, they have to, you know, get prisoners from the populace in order to be able to get people with a, you know, you know, creative. They're like, you know, they're like the Borg. They can't create anything on their own. They need to go out and absorb a, an intact civilization in order to continue growing because they themselves are incapable of growing. They are incapable of evolving. So it's the same thing. That's why the playbook has never been updated. They can't come up with any new ideas. And look at us. There's, we have no limit to how many ideas we can get, right? <laughs> before we end the show, I wanted to ask you a question. Well, we've talked about this before, but it came up in uh, Shanghai. Uh, well, no, I guess it was metaphysical perspective. But they were talking about how much water is in clouds and how because there's so much water you can program because water is programmable clouds to maybe you know just rain down light energy or love energy or whatever they were talking about that and I thought about the concept that you said that clouds are so heavy they would just sink they shouldn't be up there floating but I, I couldn't remember why they float what is it's I know it's an electromagnetic field energy field that's actually keeping them suspended correct it's the the, the gravity rejects negative charges uh, yeah so that's that's why they float and if you pay attention when it's all explained uh, in Cater's book uh, if you pay attention if you look at cumulus clouds uh, hold like it, when you look toward the horizon and you see the sky filled with them never you you never ask yourself the question, what is it that the underside is flat? They're like sitting on a table. The entire cloud should have the same shape. Now, why is it flat in the bottom? It's flat in the bottom because it's being they're being pushed from underneath by gravity. Gra gravity so gra rejects negative, negative charges. So gravity is actually not gravity in that it's pulling us back towards the planet some kind of pull thing but it's the charge a positive charge of the planet exactly it's it's within the range it's a very narrow range in the infrared it's right below the uh infrared range he has it graphed in his book it's a very narrow frequency it's an electromagnetic frequency and that's that's why uh, lifters float. Uh, there are some videos you can catch on 
on YouTube if you if you look search for the words magnetic lifter and you may have seen images of it. It looks like a, an aluminum kite. What they do, there are these experimenters that, that build these frames using balsa wood, the lightest thing they could get, and they make these bra these frames. Uh, some are like triangular, others are square. They look kind of like a kite, some of them. And what they do is quite simply, uh, the bottom layer of this is has a, a aluminum foil, and at the, at, and above the aluminum foil, not touching the foil, obviously separated by the wood, is just a wire running the entire perimeter of the structure. That wire is charged with with a positive charge. So what happens is the the uh, alu the aluminum frame or aluminum skirt is charged with a negative charge. And it's and it's uh, what do you call it? The, the, therefore, the the negative charges are flowing to the positive, which is above the aluminum. And their reason, the the te technical reasoning, it's because the the reason the device floats is because the charges are flowing toward the positive. But in reality, what it is is the charges are being rejected by by the gravity of the planet. That's why it floats. That that's that's quite simply that's that's why they they float. It's not because so, it's. Uh, <laughs> so they don't need the positive component in it. All they'd have to do is put up no. a neg. Yep. A negative. The cloud, the cloud, that's the, that's it, why they. It, in fact, but that's why clouds. When when that's why when there's a, when there is exchange of charges, positive and negative. That's when you get precipitation. That's when you get water falling. Because you're breaking, you're disrupting the equilibrium of the negative charges. Now you have uh, flow because you have positive and negative. So you have flow coming and going. Therefore, you're breaking up that equilibrium. Therefore, you're having rain. But once everything is balanced and in equilibrium, you have a floating cloud. Uh, so and, technically, all you'd need to have anti-gravitational is a negative charge to your vehicle yeah that's that's if you if you if you, if you look at a whoa uh, i just made it reverse my god vehicles. what an amazing connection here you know yeah. this is probably so simple that they've been doing it forever but that's why they were able to reverse engineer the you i mean gravity is not so sophisticated or exotic that it would it would take oh you you need a a thousand brains super brains to be able to figure this out no that's why the the U.S. government was able to reverse engineer all these ships and not not recently it was far I mean let's look at look at the Hanabu these uh, Nazi ships that were done in the 40s and 50s so they didn't have supercomputers back then or quantum computers or whatever. They were able to reverse engineer the stuff because that's all they needed to do, manipulate charges. Well, I've told you about that experiment that they, my guides had me make. No. <laughs> I have never, I, I don't know why I listen to them sometimes because it's just like, why would I do this? But I did <laughs> it. 
And it, I took a, a copper pipe that was about, um, uh, I think it was probably a three-quarter inch pipe. And I wrapped uh, a copper wire around it, you know, rotating it. And probably did it counterclockwise now that I think like about a, it. Like a, so you, you wrapped like a coil around the pipe? I'm making a coil. And... I've got the copper wire that is at the end, it just goes off, you know, there's about three inches of copper wire at that side, and then the other side there was more like six inches, because what I did is I took a battery, and I attached this, a C battery, and I attached it to the bottom part of it. Now, inside of this thing was nectar. The pipe was filled with nectar powder. and So the, the piper was plugged in on one end? Or it was plugged uh, into the in battery. The yeah, the, the copper, the copper coil part. Okay, one end was connected to the uh, battery, and then it would rotate itself around the uh, the the copper wire, and it would come off the top. And at the top, you would hold a quartz crystal, and you just hold it on. You'd put the your fingers so that the you're holding the coil and the wire together. Okay, and you didn't get any kind of a charge. It wasn't a feeling of an electric charge. But if you let it sit there for 90 seconds maybe and then let it go, it would be, gra un un it would, it would be anti-gravitational and move away from you. I mean, it would just take off out of your fingers and it would go about six inches before it lost its charge and crash. But this is the coil or the crystal? The crystal. Or both. The oh. crystal. Think of but a the copper crystal, pipe. Was the, crystal was, was the crystal attached to anything or it was just loose? No, you just pick up a crystal, you put it on the wire, hold it there for, like I say, about 90 seconds. Just take your fingers and pull them apart and it flies off of the wire and goes out for about six inches before it crashes. Oh. Now, the problem with that was that there must have been a feedback into the battery because I accidentally touched it with my elbow and almost burnt myself. The thing was about, I don't know, it, it, it was all, it was like maybe a quarter of an inch diameter all around it increased in size. It was about to explode. Mm. <laughs> and I go, oh, crap, you know. But they always, I mean, they, they, they get me in these situations that could essentially be very dangerous um but they always seem to save me at the last instant before i <laughs> could hurt myself you know so but anti-gravitational and the reason that i did that was because of something that they had done in poland they had used electricity to create anti-gravitational field that then levitated a platform. Platform was probably about four feet in diameter. Mm. There's so many things that we could be doing. <laughs> oh, I mean, we're doing a pretty a lot with the with the eagles. We're, I'll tell we're you. so backwards at the uh, the uh, technolo technological level because if there's any technology advancement, think about that's another thing. You have to look at patterns. If there's anything, um, any advancement in technology, the first question you have, to, you have to ask, okay, why are they making this technology and who's profiting from it? If you look for the cabal profiting from, from something, chances are they made it. 
if it's something that's not benefiting them, like for example, the fact that we're still using chemical uh, vehicles. We're, we're using chemical vehicles because it's ben it benefits the, the cabal, because we don't need to burn uh, fossil fuels to, you know, the, there are so many other ways of generating electricity, and, and yet here we are burning fossil fuels. And the time they came up with an electrical vehicle is the most wasteful, you know, super expensive batteries, incredibly dangerous because it, they explode if they're exposed to uh, oxygen. Those, uh, uh, what do you call it, those lithium batteries lithium. over there, yeah. lithium, they ex get exposed to oxygen, they explode violently. So, And then it's a hazmat yeah. situation. Yeah. Exactly. So here they're they're doing that. They're getting away from uh, uh, <laughs> from chemicals, and they come up with a with a with a solution that's just as wasteful and as dangerous as you know chemicals. Why? Because again, who is benefiting from this shit? So if if anything, there is no there is no sense to the technological advances because. There's only been advancement where they have benefited. If they're, if the case in point, how many inventions have been buried or hidden because it, it's not convenient to the cabal? Experimenters who have developed, for example, like the man who discovered that you can get energy from crystals, which uh, which is perfectly logical because that's the technology that they had in Atlantis. They had crystal energy. They didn't deal with electricity. They dealt with crystal energy. And why don't we have it? Because it's because it's free and limitless. So it's not convenient for the cabal. So everything can be translated to, okay, what does the cabal want? Is it convenient to them? No, then you're not going to have it. So that's what we got to get away from in this new reality. Remove the this plugs and these plugs and limitations to any you know to positive constructive inventions because we don't have them because they they didn't want them because it's not convenient to them that's why they they kept uh, uh, they they've held us back technological wise I mean if anything we should be we should we should be a civilization is in, in interstellar technology where we should be able to get into a ship, go to another star, and then come back for dinner. That's how simple it should be. But we don't we don't have that because they don't want it. Things controlled and limited only in the, in the manner that they want. So once those limitations are removed, that's going to be a real rebirth of, of humanity. And for positive things, not, you know, we already have enough technology for the structure things we don't need anymore I think <laughs> you know we also got all these different symbols of uh, you know the new reality that, that, that's occurring and one of the most profound you know symbols to me is the fact that um, Captain Kirk's gonna fly out into space tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, yeah. Shafter. The actor? The actor. Yeah. The actor. He's going to the space station? He's no, he's gonna go on one of uh Amazon there, what's his name? Uh Bosco. Is it Bosco? 
the head of Amazon. Oh, his 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 spacecraft is going to take William Shatner out to the edges of space. You mean the, the flying penis? Yeah. <laughs> they all look like that to me. Yes, yes. And and, uh, and Shatner's he's 90. Qualified? I, I, he's 90 years old. My God. Yeah. And he's qualified for it? I mean, physically? Apparently, I mean, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I think that's a, an amazing, you know, what a symbol that is, you know, that the guy that played Captain Kirk is going to actually go to the edge of space. Yeah. It this, doesn't this matter whole... if he's physically able to. He's got enough money. Of course he can. My opinion. Well, actually, I'm, I don't think he spent a cent for it. Really? It's, yeah, because um, Branson, and he's got he's got a spacecraft too. Branson was um, wanted him to go on his ship. And uh, Shatner turned him down. And they asked him, why did you go with, you know, the Amazon guy, Boss, what is his name? Bezos, um, Jeff Bezos. Bezos, Bezos, yeah. Why did you go with Bezos? And Shatner said something to the effect of that uh, Branson was more into building ships to take us to the moon, to take us to Radio 5G, Michael Henry Dunn. To the Mars, to take us to the next place. He said... Whereas this this particular operation is to take us to space, you know, the average person take us to space, and uh, I guess it was just, who knows, maybe he got a better deal. I think he got paid to do it more than, you oh, know, definitely. he had to pay. Yeah, your name alone. That's all. That's all the commercials that you need. Yeah. I mean, they're getting a lot of press over. Can you can you there. imagine the, the their their slogan? We are the choice of Captain Kirk. <laughs> yeah, right, right. right. Endorsed by Captain Kirk. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need. Oh Lord, I mean these. The, the, I mean, who would have really imagined the fact that you got what at least three companies that are popping spacecraft and and, and then having them land. That that's the freakiest thing is when they come in and they land with their backsides down, you know. And that that's it's such a shame that they're still dealing with uh, with chemical rocketry when you know you have energy, pure energy ships that can leave the planet and come back and don't waste any material because they're just it's just energy fields, and you're still using rockets. It's yeah. kind of a joke. It's, well, it's, it's like in, it's like in the automobile. You could burn water. I yeah. saw another. I saw another uh, show where they were talking to this guy that had a, an engine, a running engine, and uh, they would take it through some kind of a, cattle cattle or cat, catalyst catalyst situation where the molecules are broken apart from the oxygen and the and the uh, hydrogen, and then mm -hmm. they're filtered off and then they come back together and explode as a gas boom yeah <laughs> your, your motors on you know and and you know how many i know of at least at least five people who had tried to explain this to the world and died over the last 20 years yeah. or exactly exactly what you what i was saying yeah mysterious isn't it yeah 
but the fact that this guy was out there and talking about it and it it it, it was like a YouTube thing and he was getting a lot of hits but it was up I don't know if it's not, down now. Not censored. Maybe censored now. I mean, okay, so back in January, the, you know, uh, powerful YouTube censored me for three months, and I said, screw them, and haven't gone back since. So the last time I posted anything was like January time frame. Well, I'll go over to the uh, Google account for that, YouTube station uh, and I look at it and it's like oh due to community standards and I don't know how many videos they've taken down a lot of them Jan Shaw's but you know so even things that you did years ago are now don't live up to standards of the community the the censoring is is just as bad as it was but there's so so many more alternatives Mm -hmm. Uh, BitChute seems to be doing well Brighton and Rumble. Rumble's doing... I mean, actually, um, Right Side uh, Media, they're using Rumble instead of... Well, they do YouTube and Rumble. Remember on the Saturday show, I said, I'm going to go listen to Trump? Um, Uh I went over to Rumble because... And Rumble didn't get dumped. Uh, I've gotten... You know, he he was in the middle of talking about the... uh, the election, the rally before, and boom, YouTube cut him off. But Rumble didn't. So, sooner or later, people are going to make the big change, and it, there's not going to be anything. And the whistleblower is, is just another plant, another story. Got found out quickly, very, very quickly. What is this thing uh, I keep hearing of a whistleblower, whistleblower, and what? What is this? What bl- whistleblower? Where? Okay, this this woman comes out of Facebook, saying that Facebook knows that they're being doing da- damaging things to, especially little girls. You know, like the early teens and mid-teen types of things. That this is very, very dangerous. They get, you know, neurotic. They get depressed they get suicidal they you know terrible things from the mental standpoint they've been told this for quite a long time and that they don't care they just keep doing it and i she was on 60 minutes and uh, the first time i heard about it was when gene rockefeller sent me a a message saying uh you know something about this woman that was on 60 minutes but something's not right about it and i i listened to the uh, you know blurps of pieces of it, clips of the show and there was there was something weird about her just you got this kind of like weird feeling and it may be that um zuckerberg said hey listen let's go do this you go out there and tell them that we're not doing the right thing so that then they've got to make some decisions so that we get even more because what it turns out is she goes before the congress and she says Facebook needs more censoring. Okay, so let them let Congress make a law telling us that we have to censor more. And it seems to be a whistleblower plant to make, you know, even more censoring. I mean, initially, I think a lot of, you know, the the thinking public said, "Oh, good, a whistleblower from Facebook." No, it's a setup. And, mm. I, and 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 like I said, I didn't I didn't hear her I didn't hear her 
I saw her and her energy was just funky. So whatever she would have said, I would have been like, eh, what is this? You know, but Jean got it right away. She saw the 60-minute interview. Mm. She said there were gaps in what she said and there was, you know, something was off, she said. And it didn't, the Fox people didn't fall for it. They immediately said, who is this woman? You know, who is Bad she actress. really? Maybe they yeah. have a chance to get a good guy, actress. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so Dolly, what el what do you, what do you, what else? Did, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or mention? Oh, I'm wondering about all these school shootings that are coming up. There's just way too many of them all at once. Again with the school shootings? Yes, again. Oh, God. I only heard about this one, and the kid was let out on bail? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Supposedly, how many died? One, maybe one or two. One was an, a teacher, and a pregnant woman fell in the uh, hallway and it's just too much weirdness for me to buy it. If the lady did die, um, maybe she died of a heart attack from all the excitement. I don't know. People die all the time um, and I feel bad for her family if she did die. Uh, but it's too much to death. There's that one, then there's this other one that came out recently. I think they got three of them going on now. Huh. They, they don't know how to how to play. So they don't want kids coming back to school because it's too dangerous. I don't know what the deal is with the shootings. I really don't know what they're trying to prove or do with them. They still want people to give up their guns. Oh, that could be, yeah. Yeah, because they did say something about the... They made it sound like it was the gun's fault. And I thought at the time, oh, and who was controlling the gun? And and where did he get the gun? Probably from the black market. Well, it just was so stupid when I was listening. I said, oh, this is, this is enough. I turned it off. But just lately, I think they are, they're really, really scared to death and struggling with how can we make it so we scare the people again? They need to be more scared than they are. So just when you hear things, take it with a grain of salt. Don't get scared right away or upset. Maybe that's the problem, that the scare tactics isn't working anymore. Mm -hmm. Damn it, these people waking up. Such an inconvenience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that's it. Well, huh. so don't, don't be getting scared, y'all. Just God's in charge. How to lose a planet in 10 easy lessons. Number one, do not evolve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Do 
Do not change. Do not learn anything from your mistakes. Keep repeating the same tricks over and over again. Now, did I did I tell you guys about the um, the sharks and that thing from the? Was it this show that I talked about it? Uh, this is my sixth 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 hour doing live shows. But did I, did I tell the story about the sharks that were in the Gulf of Mexico? In, in a pen, and they were doing some scientific look at them. Walt, did you no, hear me? No, I didn't okay. hear that. Okay, so it wasn't mm. wasn't this show. Okay, mm -mm. so I'm watching this TV thingy, and the the these sharks are in a pen, and they got the camera, and you can see them in the pen, and then they uh, they unlock the gate. Now, normally when they would unlock the gate the sharks would just rush out the gate. But instead, they're hanging back inside. And, you know, on the film, you don't hear anybody talking about it, but it's like afterwards they were talking to the people that were there, and it was like, so all of a sudden we realized that something had come in the gate, and it was like, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of even how to explain how this thing looked. It looked like a round cucumber, okay? And it was so big that it had one of the sharks, the whole head of the shark was in, it, in its apparent mouth. And all you saw was it thrashing, 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 thrashing. And um, finally the, the thrashing, and the second shark was just hanging back trying to stay away from this, still in the pen. And apparently the um, the thrashing thing, because I don't know, they cut it or something, because I don't remember seeing them go through the door, but eventually the, this thing killed the shark. Now, nothing kills a shark. So the people are going like, you know, well, what is this? What do you think it is? And, and they show a picture of what looked like the same thing. But this same thing was small not aggressive at all, would kind of wait there and open its mouth up to catch things. That's what this thing was known to be. And now they see this monster that looks just like it, but, you know, super huge in the Gulf of Mexico, and they did talk about mutation. Isn't that creepy? Don't mm. you think it's creepy? I think it's creepy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know whether to believe it or not. That's I saw it. Thing. No, this was, I saw that this was not any animation thing because the thrashing was just so violent. You know, you could not, not possibly do a, a makeshift. No, this was real. And the people that were talking about it, you know, they've got that program to, you know, they talk about... But what, what were the stuff. sharks... If the sharks were in a pen, what? Why were they in a pen? What? What? What was? Oh, they were. They, they were just do, Yeah, they were just doing observation or something. They didn't really get into that, so I don't. I can't tell you. But it was because like it maybe would, they it, have them. They had them in captivity because they were experimenting with this new uh, bio weapon. Oh, you are such a conspiracy buff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm with Walt. <laughs> Say good night. Good, Good night, night, everybody. Thank you for being with us here. <laughs> Dolly, are you going to say goodnight? Oh, I did. I did. Good oh, night, okay. y'all. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Be safe, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you for being here. Preaching, preaching, the unknown, unknown, unknown. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart.